Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Ladies Who League. I'm your host, Mary Kay, and it's been a very big week in sport this week. I hope you're all watching the opening ceremony this week and have been enjoying celebrating women in league round. Speaking of women in league round, I've got some great women on the panel with me this morning. Big good morning to Darcy McDonald, sports journalist and former cheerleader for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Hi, Darcy. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for coming in. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's so good that you're recognising women in league round and especially the cheerleaders. It's not often that we get the recognition that we deserve. No, I agree. (laughs) So um, it was a, a lovely story and I think it got a really positive sort of positive recognition so I'll share that story one more time today for everyone to have a read. Yeah massive recognition I I shared it on my social media and everyone really got involved all the other cheer girls that I'm friends with they loved getting that little exposure that um, we don't seem to get as much as we should. All right we need more of it I think (laughs) and we're also very lucky to be joined by Maddie Studd and current Jillaroo. Good morning Maddie. Good morning thank Thank you for having me. Oh thanks for coming back I know you did the big league show this week as well so you're becoming an expert in here. Yes very busy for women in league so it's very good. No I think we'll talk about that later and just how it's been the best women in league round that I can ever remember. Yeah. But the first issue that I wanted to talk about is Jared Hayne who Mm -hmm. this week announced that he will return to the NRL. He signed what is being called the richest deal ever seen in the game and he's set to earn 1.2 million dollars a season with the Gold Coast Titans. Darcy you're a rugby league fan. Are you excited to see Jared back? I am. Um, Aaron Molan raised a really good point on the footy show on Wednesday night that wherever Jared goes, he creates revenue. So we uh, we should be really glad that he's back in the NRL. In saying that, I sit on the fence with this situation because he did turn his back on the NRL and rightfully so he followed his dreams. However, he seemed to try out so many other different options and now that everything has failed, he's wanted to come back and the NRL have kind of bent over backwards to allow him back in here where I feel like we should be focusing more and spending some of that money on the up-and-coming talent because at the end of the day, he's getting on, he's getting older, he's going to have to retire eventually and I'm sure there's someone in the Queensland Cup the reserve grade team, whoever that is for the Titans, that's probably thinking, yes, all right, you know, my time's going to come. And now Jared Haynes popped back Mm. in. They've gone, oh, great. Like, you know, I'm probably not going to make my debut this year or maybe not even next year because there's another back that's going to go in before me. So I really sit on the fence with this. (laughs) Well, there's another player that I thought of instantly, and that was James Tedesco because, you know, he's finally, finally got in his hands on that New South Wales Mm. Blues jersey. And you would assume that should Jared play good football, he'll slide right back in next year. Yeah, it is a tough decision. Um, we've even at the Gold Coast Titans with Jared Hayne there, and then he has to replace someone. So someone has to get dropped, and it's not fair for all the Titans boys have been training all year, the preseason, and then they get Jared Hayne, who is a great player, and then has to come in and slot in straight away. It is a bit unfair. <clears throat> Sorry, and but it's the part of the game if Jared Hayne's a good player. So yeah, I have to say I. I'm really proud for the Gold Coast and I want to say good on the Gold Coast mm. because so I predicted that they'd make the top eight at the beginning of the year but my predictions are usually wrong. Like they're either <laughs> all wrong or they're all right because they're a little bit crazy. Um, but no one expected them to do well this mm. year and they have come out and they've got a really good group of rookies and a group of 
older players that have been playing their best football this year. Um, so I think it's a real coup for them and it'll be amazing for the Gold Coast region to have a player like Jared Hayne up there. He also, I, I assume, wanted to live close to Dreamworld. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the one Jared Hayne joke that I have. Um, but maybe we should get to the Parramatta Eels supporters and how they're feeling. Um, yes, Mary. Of, <laughs> there's been a lot of anger this week. A couple of people have been burning their Jared Hayne gear. Look, I haven't gone that far. I've got to be honest, though, I didn't actually want Jared Hayne back as an Eels fan. Um, the team on the field this year has been very, very resilient and I've been very proud of what they've been able to do. And we've been able to do all that without Jared Hayne. I think we've moved on past him. And if he wanted to come back, he would have come back mm. to us for the Definitely. right price. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen a man look sadder at his own press conference. Yeah, no, he did not look Maddie? excited. He was talking about, oh, he was upset about the Eels and how they didn't sign him. But then he wasn't even excited about being a Gold Coast Titans player. I know, and he was holding up a polo shirt, like couldn't they have gotten him a jersey? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what was going on there. I think one other point that I found quite interesting that someone raised was that Jared Hayne left the Eels in October from memory, and by October it's sort of too late to find a new player, mm. like you've already yeah. made all your recruitment decisions. And I think basically 99% of the Parramatta Eels community was happy to see him go and chase his dreams. Yeah. He's now decided to come back right at the end mm. of the season when, you know, clubs often don't have salary caps. So yep. that sort of annoyed me a little bit too. Yeah. But I wish him all the best. It's good to have him back. And He's an exciting player, yeah. so it's it's only going to bring good things. Mm. And um, we'll see how it helps the Titans in their yeah. quest for the Premiership this year. They might be a sneaky chance now. Very exciting. And it's officially my favourite rugby league ground of the year, Women in League Ground. I've been involved with rugby league for a number of years, but I have to say that this has probably been, for me, the best Women in League Ground ever. It's been really good to see a lot of coverage about women at all levels of the game, from the grassroots, the women that take the field every week, to the administrators. It's um, been a great celebration. Maddie, you've been very busy this week. Tell me what you've been up to. Yes, I have. Um, first of all, I went to Women in League breakfast and I was on the panel with Marina Go and Aaron Molan. So it was very, very good morning that was. And um, to speak about women in the league and what this round means was really good. And it was a pleasure to be out there talking for the women. So it's a very busy week. And then I came um, back in this studio and was talking at the big league um, podcast, talking about football for an hour. So it was really good. It's been really busy. And I think it's been busy not just for you, but for so many of the mm. Jillaroos. So I've seen Alana Ferguson out and about. Ruan Sims, I don't think, has slept no. for the last month. Uh, Beck Young and Caitlin Moran were out and about yesterday. So it's been good to see so much coverage of the Jillaroos and of that New South Wales team that did so well a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it is. Um, we haven't, in the past years, we haven't got this much coverage. So to have all this coverage is outstanding. And for Ruan Sims, I was with her yesterday. She just hasn't stopped and then she still goes to training. So she's a busy woman and she, she's a very good captain and that's what we look up to. And I think what I've also loved this week is, um, well, it's not actually this week. It's always how supportive all of you are of each mm. other. So if I tag Jill Aruz or I tag you or I tag Sammy, you all share it and yeah. it ends up going viral because you're all so supportive of each other. And if we can get one more person to know one more of your names, then I think we've sort of achieved the purpose. Yeah, we just really support each other because we all want the same thing. We all want to, all want to go the same way. So for us to support each other is really good and we're, 
we have a good bond with the whole team. So yeah. Excellent. And Darcy, have you had a good women in league round? I have. I haven't been doing too much since I finished up cheerleading, um, but I've been keeping on top of all the different little events that the Jillaroos have been doing in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, they are popping up everywhere in social media, in the news, everywhere, just the things I've been getting up to. And I agree. It, I haven't seen this much coverage ever, I don't think. And it's and I personally, as a fan of the Jillaroos, I love it because I am constantly in awe of what those girls can do. They are incredible. So it's really great that we celebrate what they're doing. Now, Darcy, I'm almost going to get Maddie to block her ears for a sec. Do you have a favourite Jillaroo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am a big fan of Ruan, but yeah, now that yeah. I've met Maddie, I think she's my favourite. Oh, besties. <laughs> I'm honestly, like, she's quite little and yeah. I'm just absolutely amazed mm. at what this little body <laughs> can go through because I can say I would not be able to do half the things that she it, it can put up with. It's just insane. It's amazing. I think it's always a good sign when you start picking a favourite player because it means that you know all the girls and you've just got one that's a little bit ahead of everyone else. Mine is, uh, sorry, Maddie, it's Kezi. Um, I love Kezi. I love Kezi too. <laughs> <laughs> is she your favourite chiller uh, as well, Maddie? There are a couple of them in there. Nah, everyone's my favourite yeah. in the, my team. I think that's the right answer. Uh, I just wanted to share one story of what I've been up to this week. So a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a story about a group of young girls at Cessnock Public School. They were competing in the Rebecca Young tournament, which is named after former Jillaroo Rebecca Young. Uh, and it's the first rugby league girls team in the school's 157-year history, oh, which wow. is awesome. Yeah, that's great. So they went and competed at the Rebecca Young Cup and had a, had a lot of fun and I wrote a little story about them and Beck Young saw the story and got in contact with me. Yep. So we ended up going with the NRL yesterday up to Cessnock Public School. Beck Young was there, Caitlin Moran was there and we had a skills session for these little girls and the looks on their faces and how excited yeah. they were was outstanding. There's mm-hmm. definitely room for the game to grow and if the pathways start being created, particularly between the ages of sort of 12 and yes, 18, yeah. yeah, we'll have the next generation of Jillaroos ready to go, I think. Yeah. Yeah, with the pathways coming along, it's really good. And with the young girls, with all the all schools, tournaments co- coming in, um, the talent that the young girls have is unbelievable. And there's some big girls out there as well, like – I'm going out there looking at these girls and I'm like, geez, they're bigger than me and they're only 16. I'm like, they're coming in big. But um, no, they're um, good talent out there and I can't wait to see what's coming on. Yeah, so it's um, been, I think, a sensational week. Well done to all the clubs that have got jerseys. Well done to all the mm. clubs that have had events. Uh, the Parramatta Reels had a great event on Wednesday night. The Sharks had a wonderful lunch mm. on Thursday. The West Tigers have a Women in League Forum tomorrow. So let the celebrations yeah. continue. It's always easier to come in and do the Ladies Who League podcast when the Parramatta Reels have won. So I'm very, very happy this morning with their 10-9 win over the Sea Eagles last night. That potentially means that the Sea Eagles are done and dusted for the year. And what's an interesting little fact is that the Eels also knocked the Sea Eagles out of finals contention last year in round 24. Darcy, did you watch this game? I watched bits and pieces. Um, I got home quite late from work last night, but I did catch the end of the game and I'm just I'm surprised at how low scoring, how many games this season have been low scoring and determined by one point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of it's quite funny. It's kind of like a true testament of how um, nose and nose so many teams are. So um, this was quite an interesting finish. Um, 
it was it was I was kind of glad to see the Eels to come away with this one because they can come back Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> they have gone through hell yeah. this year. Um and their fans have gone through hell and they were on the edge of their seats. It was a small crowd, but they they really got their team home. So it was really nice and the this um re-signing of Brad Arthur as well. It was it was a good night. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. I just want to contrast the signing of Brad Arthur to Jared Haynes. So Jared had his polo, <laughs> yes. but there were pictures of Brad Arthur actually physically signing the contract, which I really liked. That it was, was kind of old school. Yeah. So um yeah, the news that Brad's re-signed for another two years was it was like I want to say heaven for Eels fans because he has been able to hold this team together in what has been a really difficult year. So to see him re-sign I think speaks. Yeah. He's a really good coach as well. Um, obviously all the talent coming through and he knows how to play the players in the positions as well. And like even the 5'8 who has never played 5'8 before and he's coming in and playing. So it's really good how he is coaching and it's really showing and for them to get that win, I was really happy for them as well. You can all come back. That's great. I'm <laughs> loving this segment. There was a bit of blow up uh, by Manly after the game in regard to the penalty that the Eels were awarded to win them the game. I'm not a big fan of when uh, teams come out and blame the referee for decisions. You've got 80 minutes to win a game yeah. and if it's coming down to one call, uh, you perhaps should have done a little bit more earlier in the game. Yeah, well, the penalty was fair. He got tackled without the ball. So That's right. That he didn't have the ball, it went straight past him, so it's a fair penalty. It's funny. I think referees are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Mm. They get in trouble for not making tough decisions when it comes to golden point or the last couple of minutes of the game, and then you see them making a tough call like this, Mm. and coaches and players and and fans are blowing up about it. So They've got a tough job. You've got to have a thick skin to be a referee. Would not want to be a referee, would not want to be a coach. They're the two jobs in the bunker. (laughs) Well, they put in so much um, time and work for it as well. Did you see on the NRL Rookie when they had the referee week and they showed all their trainings, what they do and how they have to uh, cope with all the co- um, calls while they're running. It's really a tough job, so I, I give a credit to the referees. We had Casey Badger in here a week ago having a chat about what it's like to be a referee and one thing that she's brought up before is that if you think about going for a run with one of your friends, I don't like to go running with my friends because I, I can't talk while I run. Mm. I need music. I just need to run. Referees are talking. They're thinking. Mm. They're making decisions. They need to be so fit yes. to do the job they do. If you think about Gavin Badger, who's the oldest referee in the ranks, he's 44 years old Amazing. and still able to sort of keep up with the players. So kudos to our referees yep. and yeah, kudos to absolutely. the Parramatta Reels this morning. Yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> And then we had the uh, the Broncos finally maybe getting back on track with a 12-8 victory over the Dragons on Thursday night in front of what I have to say was a pretty disappointing crowd down mm. at Wollongong, but wasn't surprised. It was horrible weather. Yeah. And to get to Wollongong on a Thursday yeah. night, I mean, that's a challenge. I mean, who's is. doing the scheduling here? Yeah, driving down to Wollongong, I mean, you're not going to catch public transport. I used to go to university in Wollongong and to get public transport from the Sutherland Shire, which is probably the next closest thing, is over an hour to get there. So if you're travelling from um, that Cogra area, add on another 45 minutes, it's almost two hours Mm. just to commute to the Wollongong station, let alone get to the field. And then if you're going to drive down there, especially in that weather, you get fog and everything. Mm. Um, it's yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't. What if like you work in the city? There. Exactly. Yeah. Even worse. Like forget that. I exactly. even have a lot of difficulty getting from the city to Parramatta Stadium on a Friday night. That's so much closer. Yeah. But the Dragons, they have really gone off the rails this year, mm. Maddie. What did you think of this game? Yeah, a very scrappy game that I thought. Um, Dragon. I thought Dragons was going to win, but Broncos. I don't know. Both teams were just 
not performing too well. And then, as you said earlier, the Dragons wanted to come back in the game with how long to go. Of yeah. to go. Like Gareth yeah. Widdop scored that try yeah. and then the Dragons suddenly decided, oh, we're in this one. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah let, let's late. put in now. It's <laughs> yeah. too late after that point. And poor Benji Very Marshall, like – I think it was five errors. Five errors, yeah. Running on the last tackle for half, you just can't do that with the if you're down. So you need to be. And Maddie's a halfback, everyone, so she knows exactly what she's talking <laughs> yes. about. Come on, Benji, I'll give you some tips. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Maybe she'll organise a training session for Benji and Maddie. I like that a lot. No, he's a touchy as well, so I've I've met him around a couple of ah, times. Yeah, of course he is, because his younger brother plays touch yeah. football as well. Yeah. There are a couple of good stories like that in the NRL. I yeah. think uh, Ben and Matt Moylan are, yep. are two of my other favourites. So <laughs> Maddie Moylan used to play touch football and Benny still plays for the Australian team. Here's a sneaky fact, everyone. Look them up. You've never seen two brothers that look less like each other. Darcy, really? I'll show you. Really? <laughs> Maddie's like laughing. Oh, it's true, yeah, isn't it? It's completely opposite. Really? You would not expect what's coming. Yeah, you won't. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think we should maybe give some credit to the Broncos, though. Um, mm. They overcame a 6-1 penalty deficit and were looking better and they've got a couple of players to return in the next couple of weeks. I think they'll make the finals. Mm. They're still sitting in that top eight and have a decent run home. Uh, and we'll see what they can do when they get there because when you get to the finals, it's a different brand of footy and I'd mm. never write off a Wayne Bennett team. Yeah, exactly. No. I wouldn't either. With the players they have, I think they should come together. They're a great team with a great coach, so they should pull it together. But you just never know. They were in the final last year and now they're not going too well. So hopefully they... They come together good soon. It's funny at the beginning of the season. Like I thought it would, it might even be a grand final rematch, rematch. or it might be you know Broncos yeah. Sharks. The Broncos have really fallen off now. Mm. I think the three. Well, there are a couple of teams now. We're looking at the Sharks. We're looking at the Cowboys. We're looking at the Storm Raiders. The, the Raiders. Raiders. Mm. Yeah, they're a big surprise. They're there. a sneaky one. And look, who knows what's going to happen with the Titans now? Yeah. We know what yeah. Jared Hayne can. Well, we know what he used to be able to do, and if he can you know, emulate that again, maybe the Titans as well. Speaking of exciting games, Darcy, which game are you most excited about watching this weekend? Well, besides my beloved Bulldogs, (laughs) um, definitely the Sharks and Raiders. Um, They are both on top of their game at the moment. Mm. I have to say I'm really hoping the Raiders win this. Um, I live in the Shire and (laughs) I cannot handle the Sharks fans when I am a Bulldogs fan, they carry on. <laughs> and I know Sharks fans are going to listen to this and some of my friends are going to Don't hate. turn them off, Darcy. They're going to hate me, but they carry on when they win a game like they have won a grand final. I know they haven't won a grand exactly. final. So, and, 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 they, and it's great for um, for football, like rugby league in the Shire. Um, I think I heard somewhere that the Shire has the biggest um, amount of soccer players. Um, so it's actually kind of good that the Sharks are doing really well because it's, it's probably encouraging more people to pay more attention to the rugby league. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I really want to see them knocked off <laughs> um, just to kind of, I don't know, they're kind of leaps and, bound, leaps and bounds ahead of everyone and I want to see it just become a bit more level just before the final so it's more of an interesting <laughs> Um, battle. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's any team to do it at the moment, it could be the Raiders. I mean, so they're coming off a massive win against South Sydney last week. Sorry, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. Maddie's a South Sydney <laughs> fan. Uh, so they scored 10 tries and it was their biggest win ever over the Bunnies. The Sharks, they'll have a really short turnaround following their game against mm-hmm. the Titans on Monday night. So they will, they may be a little bit tired. 
Um, but the Sharks are playing at home as well, and we know how dominant they've yeah, been at Southern Cross Group Stadium this year. I think they've scored like 70 points in their last two games wow. there, and every person in their back line has scored a double in at wow. least one of those games. Maddie, who are you, who are you tipping for this game? Um, I like hard, to, Yeah, it is a hard one. I'm going to say the Sharkies. They've come coming off a, um, a draw off the Titans, so I think – they were pretty upset with that um, the other week. So I'm going to go with the Sharks. But the Raiders, they're a great team. Like their forward is a big pack as well and they're back. So it's just going to be a cracker of a game. And I love Blake Austin as well. Yeah. I love him. He's a great <laughs> yeah, player and a really yeah. decent gentleman yes. on the field too. Um, with that game as well, Val Holmes and Matt Pryor are also celebrating 50 games for the Sharks. Oh, wow, so lovely. congratulations to nice. them. Uh, and if you're a Sharks fan or a Raiders fan, make sure you get out to the stadium. And if you're a Sharks fan, be nice to Darcy if you win the game. <laughs> we'll take a break there and come back and have a chat with you, Maddie. Maddie, it's time to have a bit of a chat with you. You have had a phenomenal year. Australian Jillaroo, New South Wales winning the state of origin. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, no other words. I'm just over the moon. I just haven't got off this high like it's so great it's funny I've spoken to a couple of the girls following the New South Wales victory and no one seems to be off that high and nor should you be it's a phenomenal achievement you hadn't beaten Queensland in 17 Mm. years so hold on to that winning feeling yeah I will be um it was a very tough game that one um we knew it was gonna be a tough game uh the girls last year had a four draw so they knew um we're gonna come out fiery and we knew they were gonna come out fiery and just we want to smash each other but so when we did find that final bell went off, um, it was a relief. And the excitement that we were sharing with each other, it was just dreams that came true on that game. Maddie, I want to ask, the team hadn't won in 17 years. What was different about this year's campaign to previous years? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, the pathways that were coming through. Um, we were training, I think it was a month and a half before um, Origin was starting. So and we had an all-new coaching staff Um and we really put our hard yards in every training session we went to. So it was really hard fitness, um, a new game plan, and we we just all wanted it. And we played for each other and the trainings. We never had a bad training session. So I think our preparation, like that, what we won from, like it was just outstanding. And the, through the whole week, we just had a great, fantastic week and that's how we won, yeah. Maddie, I got excited and started in the middle of the story. I perhaps should have started right at the beginning. I want to ask, how did you start playing rugby league? When did that all begin? I started playing rugby league when I was four years old with the boys. I played up to 12 and then we girls couldn't play. Um, I had a break and that's how I went to touch football. And from them, um, Sam Hammond at the time, but Bremner now, she asked if I wanted to play in her team at Helensburg. She was getting a women's rugby league team for the first time. And so I was like, yep, I jumped straight into that. Um, Even though I live at Tempe, I travelled to Helensburg every Thursday night and Saturdays we play down there. But it's a great club and we won that for four years um, straight. So that was a fantastic experience. And then we made rep rep teams like together, me and Sammy, and um, we started from New South Wales and we haven't stopped ever since. It's funny, Maddie, when you mentioned the drive from Tempe to Helensburg, I thought, oh, Maddie, you're not allowed to complain because Kezzy nah. drives by that. <laughs> yes, Kezzy is, oh, she, she's a great person. She's a great lady. Um, she comes five hours each way. Um, it's just crazy. When I remember she came, I think it was 2012, and we we're training on Thursday night down in Helensburg. 
And um, my dad was a coach at the time and he's like, oh, we've got this new girl coming. I was like, oh, cool. And um, Kezi turned up and I was like, wow, she's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad she's on my team. Um, and But straight away we just could tell she was a great player and when we found out Bega, we d- I didn't even know where Bega was at the first time. She goes, oh, you know Bega Cheese? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm at the farm. I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, she's like five hours each way. I was like, wow, dedication she puts in is great and it's all paying off for her. Yeah, it certainly is. To see her name player of the match following that victory was mm. absolutely outstanding. Darcy, I'm loving watching you during this interview because you just look so happy. It's it's great to see. I am just, like I said before, in awe of Maddie and the whole Jillery squad, what they can achieve. I watch those games. I sometimes end up watching the female games more intent, like more involved than the regular NRL games because they're just, they need to be aired more often because they're just amazing. And I want to ask you, Maddie, who is the scariest player you've come up against and why? Um, come up against, I would say, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but the Kiwi girl, the right. one with the Afro. Oh, yes. So I'm I actually know. friends with her on Facebook, so she's <laughs> probably going to think, oh, she doesn't know my name. <laughs> how no, rude I think it's Lua. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, yep. but, um, she is a great player and she runs hard all the time and she was on my side this year. So I was like, whoa, oh, but thank goodness. God I have Kezi and a couple of <laughs> other big girls around me. So, but no, she... She is a great player and when she runs, she just runs hard and for the sake of it. So, yeah, that wow. one gets me a bit nervous. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we put our body on the lines and we feel it after the game, but through the game we're doing our job. Have you come away with any bad injuries? Yes, I have. Um, so I've had um, a broken ankle, <laughs> but um, I was only out for six months, uh, three months for that one. Um, only, yeah, only. only. Yeah, <laughs> right. so that was a short one for me. But then in the first Orca Nines that I played, um, I dislocated my shoulder oh my trying goodness. to save a tackle, um, try, sorry. And um, I was out for the whole year last year. And um, it could have been nine months, but I just rested my body for the whole year. And it really has paid off to rest your body because when I, I think I was younger, I was just always rushing back into it. And I just always wanted to play and wasn't resting my injuries. And to rest my body, it really has paid off because I'm feeling more fitter now and all my recovery has really paid. And now I haven't been injured all year, knock on wood. But, um, yeah, so I've came back this year, played in the Test match, the Auckland Nines, now the New South Wales Origin, and I'm going well. So I'm happy. I think you're going just more than yeah. well, I think you're going very, very well, Maddie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to ask as well, we've touched already about the difference between sort of previous years for the Jillaroos and this year. Have you noticed a change in the level of support for the women's game? Yeah, there's been a massive support. Um, so I started off 2014 mm-hmm. and that was the first year um, we got paid our allowance for a whole week. And the other years, the uh, um, ladies before us, they weren't getting paid or nothing. So it's really honour to be able to be involved with that and getting paid. But massive um, throughout the, these years, like we've got sponsorship from Harvey Norman, Jetstar got mm-hmm. on board, wow. um, with Katie Page having a um, run with us on the Gold Coast. It was really good to see her because she was just asking questions and what do we want? Like she was driving for us. And to, for someone like her to drive for us, it just shows how much support we have. So we want to try as hard for the people outside of um, right, oh, well, not playing league. So she was getting us Fitbit, Fitbits. Um, she was right behind us. So it was really good to see and 
can't I don't know what's going to happen in the coming years, but I'm so excited. Hopefully there'll be NRL competition for us women and contracts. So, yeah. That would be really exciting. Maddie, what do you think we need to do before we can get to that point? Because um, we want to make sure that we have a strong competition and that we've got the talent to be able to support however many teams we decide to put in eventually. Yeah, well, it's a good question. I think like for the pathways coming through, so there is a lot of girls out there who aren't getting coached um, in the right way and like the experience, like we're an experienced team, my my team, but um, we've I think we need to be coached the right way and the pathways with the New South Wales pathways, it's outstanding. We learnt so much in the last two months and that's what we want. So that's what we want for the young girls to come through. And I think it's more the pathways before we start the NRL competition. Mm-hmm. So once we get the pathways and we see these great players coming along, I think that will form nine great teams. I agree because I don't want to see a competition rushed just mm. because other yep. sports are doing it now and then we don't have the talent to be able to support it. Yep. If we can get those pathways for young girls between the ages of 12 and 16, yep. then they're the next generation of Jillaroos coming through. And once we have strong pathways that'll naturally mean we've got enough talent to support the teams yeah. that we establish. I totally agree. And um, I know Ruan Sims went out to um, All Schools the other day and she was just watching the young girls and then she gave her polo to one of the girls that she thought would have been a man of ma- a woman of the match. And um, that was actually my best friend's sister and she messaged me the next day and, I was, and she was over the moon. Her sister was, just couldn't believe it. And I was like, well, that's what we want. We want to see young girls like that and come back to a game and be like, we want to be a Jillaroo. We want to do that. So it's really good to see and we're, we're just out there to do our job and inspire young girls. That is the perfect, perfect message, Maddie. I love it. Before we let you go, I want to ask what your favourite moment in women's sport has been this year. There have been a couple, so it's a hard <clears throat> question. Yeah, it is a hard couple. Um, my favourite's always putting the Australian Jillaroo's jersey on. Um Nothing will beat that because I'm so proud of where I come from and my country and I just want to do everyone proud. But um, the other couple moments are the Auckland Nines. Running out at Auckland Nines is – you just can't explain it. Like that crowd is crazy and you can't hear yourself when we're playing. I try to shout and just – you lose your voice by the end of the day. But the other best moment is winning the Origin. Yeah, of course. That's for sure, yeah. Every artillery that I've – well, sorry, every Blues player I've spoken to has said that. So, yeah. Um, Congratulations, Maddie, and we look forward to having all the Jillaroos on our show at some point and for Australia to fall in love with you as much as sort of I have. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonigas, Michael Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. In Sydney for the Grand Final? Why not join in the fun? For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email the rugbyleagueexperience.com.au. Time for my favourite segment. It's time for Mary's Mix-Up. We'll get the non-Olympic news out of the way first. Firstly, congratulations to man of the podcast, Nathan Ross, who has just announced that he's re-signed with the Newcastle Knights for two years. I'm so excited that we'll get to see Ross Dog in the red and blue. 
Congratulations also to the Queensland Firebirds who defeated the Swifts in the ANZ Championship last week, 69-67. Now, this was a super tense game. The scores were locked at full time and the Firebirds prevailed after two seven-minute periods of added time. So that's Queensland's third grand final win, which makes them the most successful franchise in the Trans-Tasman era. Now, on to Olympics news. This week, the sports that you want to keep an eye on are the swimming, the rugby sevens, the hockey, and also the Opals. The Matildas are also in action tomorrow morning at 7am against Germany. I don't know if you are stayed up like I did till 4am to watch them lose to Canada the other morning, but the girls need to draw this game to continue their gold medal, well, at least their medal favourites. And I just wanted to share one final story with you about the Indian women's wrestling team. So Vinesh, her cousin Babita and their teammate Sashki have all qualified for Rio, despite hailing from a place called Haranya, where women have long been treated as second-class citizens and honour killings and sex-selective abortions are rife. What's really interesting about this story is that despite them being from a place where women are often treated as second-class citizens, the town has really gotten behind these female wrestlers and um, they've become local celebrities after winning silver at the 2014 Commonwealth Games. They've now said that villagers are now flocking to take selfies with them and feed them sweets. So keep an eye on these girls at the Rio Olympics because they're also something very special. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. With the Olympics officially having started, I'm going to be having a lot of late nights and early mornings. So if you're a night owl or an early riser, be sure to hit me up on Twitter because I think I'm going to be needing some company. Darcy, a big thank you for coming in. It's been wonderful having you here this morning. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me here. I've loved every second of it. I'm completely in awe of Maddie. Um, (laughs) She's my new favourite person. (laughs) I've loved learning about and everything that she does with the Jillaroos and with the Blues. It's been amazing. And and to be able to have a chat with you about women in league and to kind of push the cheerleaders a little bit more, it's been, yeah, it's been great. Darcy, you are welcome back anytime. (laughs) We'll definitely have to have you back in the studio. I will be back. Thank you. And Maddie, we've had so much fun with you this morning. Thanks for coming in. Uh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to meet both of you and plus Darcy, my new best friend here. <laughs> um, no, it's lovely to be here and thank you. No, that's all right. We'll, we'll definitely have you back as well. Well, thanks, everyone. That's another show done and dusted. We are up to 47 iTunes reviews. I promise that when we hit 50, we would give away some Ladies Who League merchandise. It is the slowest walk to 50 reviews ever. So if we could get three more to get us over the line, that would be great. You know where to find us, ladieswholeague.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Get involved in the conversation this week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Olympics. You've been listening to Mary Kay from Ladies Who League. Australia sprint from one side to the other.